Welcome to episode 207 of Live Happy Now. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, thanking you for joining us today. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and that's a great time to visit the idea of family traditions. And today's guest is all about making memories and creating traditions with your family. Jessica Smart is the author of Memory Making Mom, Building Traditions That Breathe Life Into Your Home. Her book looks at how you can put aside the daily distractions and create personal traditions to bring more meaning and balance to your family's lives. She sat down with me to explain what creating family traditions does for us and how you can fit them into your busy life. Jessica, welcome so much to Live Happy Now. We are delighted to get you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I wanted to know, this is a, was a great time of year to do something for moms because there is a holiday coming up. I think we've all heard of it, Mother's Day. People, mm-hmm. if you haven't bought your cards and flowers yet, you better get on it. But so this made it a perfect time to talk about your book, Memory Making Mom. And I think the first thing that struck me is a book about traditions. Why would you want to do a book about creating traditions? What started this thought in your head? I think for a long time, I sort of felt angsty and guilty that it wasn't fun enough and our house was kind of lame and we just (laughs) did a lot of the same old things, but I didn't quite know how to fix it. And it just kind of dawned on me one day in talking to an older gentleman who is on the other side of parenting, how powerful traditions are and that they're kind of to go a little bit deep for a second, they're like the missing link between what we care about and how to make it actually happen. And the cool thing is it's different for every family. If you love sports, if you love serving people, if you love food, if you love games, you know, whatever it is, you can choose your values and then think of a way throughout your days and your weeks and your seasons and your years to make those things happen year after year. And what I've discovered after writing this book is like, it is so fun to talk to people. Everybody has a tradition from their childhood that they remember. And they're always different. And, you know, sometimes they're the fun things that that stick out to people, but it's really powerful for kids and for parents too, I think. So today, you know, kids and parents today are so run ragged and super busy and lots on your plate and overwhelmed. And so this is a concrete way of handling that mom guilt that we feel of we're not doing enough. Are we investing in what matters? This is kind of like the fix that I I found. (laughs) Well, it does seem like in today's world, we're getting away from traditions in pretty much every area. We just do not have those same kind of traditions that say I had growing up and it's a lot of work. So, you know, and it falls on the mom typically to uphold that and implement them. So I think when someone says, oh, I'm going to start doing traditions, they're like, shoot me now because I don't need one more thing to do. And you kind of address that. Like women all feel that way but that you make it very easy for us to start implementing this. So can you talk about, one, I guess, why is it so important for us to be able to do that? Yeah. Well, you know, I'd be lying if I said that it was always easy because it's not. But I think what I've realized is the times when I, you know, what's easy is to sit on your phone and scroll it like that's easy. But at the end of the day, no one lays their head on their pillow and thinks like, that was a great 20 minutes I spent scrolling Instagram. (laughs) I'm so glad I did that. (laughs) But you do say, and I know this from experience, I'm glad I played that game of Candyland for the 20th time, you know, when my daughter asked me. 
I'm glad I played catch with my, my son in the front yard. So while it's not easy, quote unquote, it's so satisfying. I say that because I know I've been on both sides. I still am. I live on both sides. There's some days where you're like, well, you know, I did all that wrong. But while it's, it's hard, it's so satisfying. And so I think it is difficult, but putting these things into action is a way of choosing the intentional life that really gives us satisfaction and peace. So that's step one. Step two is, I think I have kind of made it a little bit easy with my book. <laughs> I Googled this idea like probably five years ago. I thought I want a book on like all the different possibilities of traditions. And there wasn't really something exactly like this. I mean, we certainly have Pinterest, but this sort of like just puts everything together of here's a ton of different ideas. You take what works for you. Don't do all of them. Don't feel like you have to do all of them, but here's some ideas. So I always say, if you're starting out, like pick a couple things that matter to your family and then and with your kids, you know, if they're old enough, come up with a way to implement that. Like, what's a fun tradition? You know, we could, we love being outside together. What's a summer tradition we could do? Well, every year we could all go on a bike ride at this, you know, park that we all love. Okay, we're going to do that. Every June we go on a bike ride. And this is a thing. And you just kind of, the, the amazing thing is kids really remember. And so they will actually never forget and remind you forever for the rest of your life. <laughs> so that helps. <laughs> so they're never going away. I guess the, the moral of that story is don't implement a tradition that you don't really like because you're going to be, be doing sorry. it forever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What, what does it do for us as a family when we start? I love how you talk about it in terms of memories and memory making and tradition being kind of the same thing. And what does it do for us as a family when we consciously, intentionally set about making memories? Well, that is a wonderful question. And one thing I mentioned in the book is I feel like it's like this analogy of packing their suitcase full of things they're going to need. You know, you'd never send your kid off to college without like, what do kids need today? Like, a, you know, computer charger, like <laughs> some sort of crunchy food, like, you know, and it's, it's a way of like those kind of figurative things that they are going to need with their values and knowing that they're loved. So it's a way of, I mean, childhood under our roof is so short and so quick. So number one is you're giving them things they need with these memories. They'll need them later on. It supports us. It bolsters us up. It gives us confidence. It gives us a sense of stability. It tells us who we are. It does so many things things that we don't even realize it does even little silly ones, you know, like donuts every Saturday with dad, like that's doing something on a level that I think we don't always give it enough credit. And then part two is it tells your family members that they matter. And for parents today who are so overworked and so over busy, you know, this is a way of saying, I choose us like you matter. And it's amazing. Like it really, it really works to say, you know, we're all going to hop in the car right now and go to the zoo. Like their faces light up. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I do this like every, every week or something, but you can tell, like, we do this together. We matter. Mom and dad actually like us. They're not just dragging you around because they have to. <laughs> yeah. And so. it does change the way that they see the adult world, I'm sure. Because you're, you know, they're used to seeing us work and come home and we're tired and we're on our phones or we're on our laptops. And this can kind of change the way we are seen by them. Exactly. And that's powerful for me to think, you know, I talk about technology. You know, in a couple of years, my kids are going to have phones and they're learning right now by watching me how to act with technology. You know, they're seeing if I have hobbies outside. They're seeing what I do at dinner. They're seeing if I look people in the eye. And, you know, so 
they learn much more from what we're doing than what we're saying. And so this is a concrete way of saying, here's what matters to us as a family. Like we're important and making memories is important and here's our values. So I always say like, I'm not the perfect memory making mom, but at least now I have the goal. Like I know what I'm shooting towards. And having the intention is just a big part of that. Absolutely. Because if you can at least see it in your mind, you at least are shooting towards something. Exactly. Instead of saying yes. maybe some traditional pop-up. <laughs> and I right. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, obviously it, it benefits the kids greatly, but what has it done for you as the parent to implement yeah. conditions? Well, a big part of it for me, as I said, was just kind of making me feel more confident that I am doing this thing, you know, if, certainly not perfectly, but a little closer in that direction. That's a really good, powerful feeling that you kind of have, like you just said, your goal that you're shooting towards. And, you know, it's been enjoyable. Like we've made some really fun memories and it's fun as a grown up to do all this stuff that gives us life like hiking mountains and going on vacation. And some of it's just little, like here's a really like down to earth example. We went strawberry picking today. The season has started. And last year we made strawberry shortcake that night for dessert. And so the kids all remembered that's our tradition today. We go strawberry picking, we make strawberry shortcake. And honestly, it's going to take me, I don't know, 20 minutes of extra work. Like it's not going to be this huge, big thing, but it means a lot to all of us. Like we're all going to enjoy it. We're going to go out on the front yard like we did last year and eat it, you know? (laughs) So just a real simple thing can be really powerful. And I'm glad you brought that up because you have a good blend of things that are more complex and things that are very easy to do. And I think when we hear tradition, it's such a big traditional word, you know, exactly. so we think of something like, oh my gosh, this means I'm going to have to have a place setting for 12 and I'm going right. to do these big elaborate things, but that's not what traditions and making memories are really about. Exactly. I mean, it can be, there are some of those, but nine times out of 10, you're right. It's not, we have one and my husband started this, this is totally up his alley, but if somebody in our family does something like a big deal, we give them the slow clap. So, you know, and at the end, we're like, yeah, you know what the slow cap is? Like you start slow and then you go faster. I don't think the audio would work on here if I tried to. (laughs) Everyone's like, turn it down. Yeah, exactly. You you just, it's kind of like you all clap together on this rhythm. It's like takes three seconds. And then at the end we say, yay, mom, or whoever did the thing. Okay. Again, costing us like zero effort. But that's our thing that defines us. It's just a little thing. Some traditions can be like what you call each other my, or even phrases, you know. It's just stuff like that that you don't – and you can ask your kids. They always know too. Like what do, what do you love that we do? They might say the most random things that you already have. So just keep that up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And that's you do a great job in this book of giving us ideas. And when someone's looking at this – How does someone start deciding what's right for their family? Can you kind of guide us through that jumping off point of you say, all right, this is good for me. This is going to be great for our family to do something, but now I have to figure out what it is. How do they, how do they come up with that? Right. There are a ton of ideas in the back. I'm going to be launching this summer. I've got a freebie running and I can give you the links if you have show notes or some way to communicate it with your listeners. But I'm putting out like a bullet journal where you can kind of jot down and 
different categories, what your particular goals are, but you could do that, you know, on your own, certainly I would say just in the book, you can actually skip around, like pick a topic that really interests you. And I would just pick one of those ideas. I like to think of it as maybe picking something daily, if it fits something seasonal, something maybe weekly. So if you pick one of each of those in some area and, you know, for moms that if you have anybody listening right now, that's got like a toddler and a baby, the idea of doing, you know, even making strawberry shortcake may make them just want to cry because, you know, it's like, (laughs) like, I can hardly make this frozen pizza without clawing at my legs. So even just picking two things a year to do is a great start because you get it under your belt. You feel good about it. You're excited. So I would just say start very slowly, but start, like pick some that you are excited about, preferably your spouse is excited about and your kids are excited about and just try to do it. And whoever's the most organized person in your family or the one that's always like knows what time it is and knows what day it is and all that, give that person the job of like making sure it happens. (laughs) (laughs) We all have one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's important to have. That's. I think my parents just kept having kids until they got one that knew how to keep oh. them under. <laughs> that's funny. But another thing about this book is that you have different categories because some of these traditions are about holidays, some are about food, some are about the relationships. So there are several different areas of making memories and creating tradition that maybe we haven't thought about that exactly. you approach yes. in this book. Yeah, work is one that a lot of times people say, huh, I never thought about that, having a work traditions, but that's part of life, you know, and as adults, we are most excited about the things that we've put a lot of effort into that gets us excited. So letting our kids have those chances to like invest in a hobby and, you know, get on board with making the family garden and like that's tradition too, you know? So I felt that was important and rest is in there taking like a day a week to just recharge and how that could look for your family. That's something that culture today does not do well. I don't think sickness is in there too. Again, that's a time that we often just rush through, but I totally think you can have sickness traditions, things that ways that we care for our family when they're sick. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that it's so thoughtful. This book covers so many different areas of how we can implement memory making that it's such a handy guidebook. It made me wonder, what are some of your favorite traditions that you've implemented? Mm-hmm. Well, I always say this because it really is one of my favorites, but we always have a, and my last name is Smart, so we have a Smart Family Day once a year. And I copied this idea from a friend. So the rules are that you have to do an activity you've never done before that everybody wants to do, and it's just your family. And then, you know, You can make it as little or much as you want, but I try to make the whole day like special and kind of fun and just for us. So we'll make like a special breakfast, something we all love for dinner, special dessert. You could go out to eat if, you know, that was your thing. And then we do like print off a little award for the kids off of, yeah. I mean, just something dumb, like, you know, best at learning how to ride or bike this year, you know, that kind of thing. But they love it. Their faces light up and they save those for a long time. So I love that tradition that we have of a family day. And I think that's so versatile. Anybody could, you can do it whenever it works for you, however it works. It could look totally different, but that's a really easy yearly, you know, kind of like an anchor in your year that you could implement. And what if you have teenagers? (laughs) Because they sometimes don't get on board with things. Yes, that's true. 
I've heard, I actually don't have teenagers, so I hope my future self doesn't laugh at this interview. (laughs) But what I've heard from talking to people is twofold. A, they're going to kind of roll their eyes and say they don't like it 90% of the time because that's how teenagers are. But deep down, they might like it. So that's kind of, there's that. And then also just learning to tweak things. So Somebody was telling me they always took their kids, for example, around Christmas, go see Christmas lights. And, you know, as the kids got older, it was like, okay, that's not super fun anymore. But they would go to Starbucks, look at Christmas lights, and then stop at Barnes and Noble and everybody get like a book to read over Christmas break. So suddenly that has kind of altered a little bit, but it's still the important things of celebrating Christmas and being together are still there. So I would say don't give up on those goals. That's hard to kind of, as a mom, like let go of stuff. It's going to be super sad for me when my kids don't want to go look at Christmas lights, (laughs) but that's part of being the memory making mom is not being a memory making monster. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Now, one of the things that you're doing, and you mentioned your bullet journal, we are providing a link to, on our webpage so that people can download that. Awesome. So they can go find that. But another thing that you're doing that I think is super exciting is you've got a summer book club. Right. Yes. So, so it's about that. Well, thanks. Yeah. It's just a way to, you know, we've all been there where you read a book and then you're like, oh my goodness, I want to implement so much of this, but you lose momentum. And so I think being, going through it with a group can be awesome. So what we're going to do is for, you know, midsummer, I think it will start the second week of June. We're going to go through it and I'll discuss it with everyone in a Facebook group and we'll kind of brainstorm together. And so it'll just be a way of like enjoying it with other people. I'm hoping people, you know, bring their friends along their, you know, Bible study group or mom group or whatever it is and kind of read it along together. And I'll be there to, you know, help share funny stories or whatever. (laughs) But yeah, I think that'll be fun. So I'll I'll give you that link as well. So is it done through Skype or how is it? How do you communicate? It will be a private Facebook group for the bulk of it. Oh, great. Okay. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Oh, yeah. No, I think that'll be a lot of fun for people. And you're right, that sense of community and then the ideas that you get from one another and then the support that when your teenager does roll his eyes and say, Mom, this is a stupid idea, you'll have other mothers that can say, here's how I got around that. too. Exactly. That's what I'm most excited about because I'm just kind of a messenger here. Like I'm not the expert at the memory making thing, but I'm amazed at some of the ideas out there. People rock this. Like uh, so many times I'm like, I'm so humbled that I'm the one that wrote this book because everybody else has way better ideas than I do. (laughs) So we have Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. And what are some things that a mother can do to make sure that, well, we can start implementing a Mother's Day tradition? Yes. Something with that. How, what can they do to start making that day different other than just, oh, mom, I got you a card. Yeah. I have two things to say about that. You know, we have a little tradition in our family where my husband and husbands are so different. Like, you know, (laughs) one husband I know took the whole family on a hike for Mother's Day. And I think that, you know, the the wife really appreciated that. To me, I'm like, that sounds like a lot of work and not a vacation at all. And that really stresses me out (laughs) because it's just, you know, we have little kids. But yeah, I know. I think like, what's next? Camping? Do I get to sleep in the woods? Is that? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, letting the dad, you know, if he's in the picture, take the reins there. But in our family, my husband is a landscaper. So our tradition is that they repot all my plants and ring the doorbell and run out of 
website and it's like every year I get so surprised. Oh my goodness, you put flowers in my pots. <laughs> so that's our <laughs> little thing. So the second thing I would say is that I think as a mom, a lot of times there can be a lot of expectation about Mother's Day. You know, like finally, this is my day. I deserve this. You guys better, you know, cook up something good. And, you know, typically I don't feel like that's a satisfying way to look at it because it never is going to be quite good enough when you're dealing with children. (laughs) So I think for me, having a little bit of a perspective shift and shifting outward and saying, all right, who can I love here? Like my mom, my mother-in-law, you know, women around who may have lost children or whose children aren't nearby just to kind of shift because I think Mother's Day can be kind of complicated for people if, you know, for a variety of reasons, whether it's infertility issues or, you know, adoptive moms, I think can it can be a very complicated time, whether you've lost a parent or whatever it is, but by focusing outward and really thinking like, how can I show love to someone on this day versus I hope I'm going to really have a great day. It really is amazing how that can just shift your mindset and then you feel grateful for whatever you have received. So that's another thing I might add, you know? That's terrific. And as we, you know, kind of wrap this up a little bit and come to the end of our time, what is something, the one thing that you really hope people take away from this, not just from this podcast, but from the book and from this whole experience of delving into becoming a memory making mom? Yes. Well, you know, I printed the first edition of this, not edition, the draft, you know, that you edit. There's a correct word here that I, my editor would cringe that I can't remember. But anyway, (laughs) the first, the advanced reader copy came out and I texted my editor and said, I want to change the back to say, it's never too late to be a memory making mom. Because I think what I would want to say is it's never too late and you can always do this. It doesn't matter if you feel like you've missed the boat. It doesn't matter if you feel behind. It doesn't matter what thing are lacking in your life or your home, which we all have them, what stressors there are, we can do this. And it's not going to be perfect. It's just not because life isn't, kids aren't, we're not, you know, but you can do it. You can take a small step, get up again tomorrow, try again, but it's never too late. So I, I would just hope that everyone would feel motivated and not discouraged to make little baby steps to make their home a more intentional place. That is terrific. Jessica, I appreciate you being on the show with us today. We're going to give readers a link to your journal. We're going to tell them how they can enroll in the book club and where they can get a copy of the book. And we'll also tell them how they can find you online and follow your blog and all the other great stuff that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Oh, and happy Mother's Day. Thank you. That was Jessica Smart, author of Memory Making Mom, Building Traditions That Breathe Life Into Your Home. Visit us at livehappynow.com to learn more about Jessica's book, download a copy of her Memory Making Mom journal, or sign up for her summer book club. We hope you're already a subscriber to Live Happy Now, but if you're not, you can find us on the Pandora Podcast Network, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on iTunes and Google Play. Just find us on your favorite platform and then hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. That is all we have time for this week. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps wishing you a very happy Mother's Day and reminding you to make every day a happy one.